0: Hello everybody welcome back to another episode of Hacked History. I'm Lucas. And I'm Jake. Well, that was a... I <laughs> love the pause. No, no, we that in. Dramatic pauses are amazing. We're gonna we're leave it in. <laughs> I just think it's stupid, but also <laughs> awesome. So, <laughs> so we're coming back to you again. We're uh, trying to be a little bit more consistent again now that we got both kind of got our lives a little bit more straightened out maybe
1: <laughs> And a deep like snort that you made of, like uh, uh. something we can't possibly promise but, but you know what though we're back again yeah this is something
0: you're gonna hear so that's pretty cool anyway today today we're gonna go over the importance of being earnest we're gonna do another one of our uh, lit lit literature lit literature as i'm stuttering <laughs> through it all that's uh, a great sign <laughs> it's an amazing start to this i we right we're gonna go through lit literature we're gonna be doing another audiobook recording this one shouldn't be too long probably an hour and a half long maybe a little longer depending on how many times we decide to break out the stupid shit um probably not as much though because this one we, we, we want to record when i have fun but uh we don't want to make it take too long for you we're so. not gonna
1: do another chapter two of the iliad again
0: Oh good lord, that was! And
1: now Marv Albert's gonna bring down and describe in detail everybody on the east coast of Ionia. So every single town.
0: uh, But anyway, so uh, we're gonna be covering it. This was. This one's by Oscar Wilde, who's a very famous.
1: He's um, really wild
0: great thanks for that hey guess what so hey. oscar wilde no i'm not i'm not stopping <laughs> this time so oscar is <laughs> a, a very famous uh, british playwright and novelist who was at the time of, in his life um actually he met a pretty um sad uh, end of his career in terms of writing uh he basically was shunned out because he was uh, he was homosexual and during those time periods that wasn't uh, that wasn't acceptable uh so you know that's obviously very sad but um he the fact that his legacy still stands today is one of the better, um, one of the better British writers of the late nineteenth century. Oh, sorry. Yeah, the late nineteenth century. Yes, yep. that's how time works. The late nineteenth century. For some reason, they, they just up.
1: decided not to just go with. I always first have hmm. to
0: ask myself and be like, Oh you one?" Yes, that's how you do it. But anyway, you minus one. Yes, you do.
1: Yes. But anyway, um, as
0: being one of the best um, British novelists of that time period, he uh, his legacy still stands today. So. Uh, despite all the shit he had to deal with in his life, he's still um, widely around, and that's pretty pretty damn cool and definitely well-deserved. So we're going to take a look at one of his famous pieces, as I already said. Uh, it's called The Importance of Being Earnest, and we hope you enjoy it. Let me just get set up here. Oh, yeah. All right, so we're going to start out with Act 1, obviously. Here is The Importance of Being Earnest. Uh, and one more comment before we start. This is being written as a play, so there will be uh, some set cues that I'll be reading just it's to kind of set you up.
1: So much easier than the Iliad was.
0: Yes. Okay. So scene. It is morning. Room in Algernon's flat in Half Moon. And I'm uh, sorry, in Half Moon Street. Why is his name? The room is. The room, is, luxuriously and artistically <laughs> furnished. Did you just say
1: Autistically furnished Autistically Okay thank god I thought I heard I thought I heard you wrong I'm like that doesn't seem No right?
0: That's not what I said Okay Uh, The sound of a piano Is heard in the Adjoining room Lane is arranging Afternoon tea On the table And after the
1: music Is ceased Algernon enters Did you hear What I was playing Lane
0: And in a true test Of how great we are For this Now I need to see What voice (laughs) Oh yeah Okay (laughs)
1: all right true test
0: i didn't think it polite to listen sir
1: (laughs) i'm sorry for that for your sake i don't play accurately anyone can play accurately but i play with wonderful expression as far as the piano is concerned sentiment is my forte i keep science for life life capitalized because i'm fairly certain i'm talking about the magazine yes sir And speaking of the science of life, again, the life is capitalized and I don't understand why. Have you got the cucumber sandwiches cut for Lady Bracknell? Why did I say cucumber sandwiches? Yes,
0: sir! Hands them on a slate. Finish. Hands them on a slate. Why don't
1: you wait? (laughs) (laughs) Ew! Inspects
0: them, takes two, sits down on the sofa. (laughs) I've got to read the cues, man.
1: Sorry. See, I was, I was more more or less because I was doing the narration for the first time we tried this. And, uh, <laughs> and we were just like, I was the one narrating, so it threw me. Oh! <laughs> By the way, Lane, and I see from your book that on Thursday night when Lord Shoreham and Mr. Worthing were dining with me, eight bottles of champagne, entered as having been consumed. Yes, sir, eight bottles at a point. Ooh... The bubbly. Oh, dang it! Hold up, now. <laughs> uh, here we go. All right. My computer decided to have a moment. Why is it that at Bash's establishment, the servants invariably drink the champagne? I ask Milly for information. You're poor. You do not drink. You only sing songs about cold sweeping.
0: I attribute it to the superior quality of the wine, sir. I have often observed that in married households the champagne is rarely of a first-rate
1: brand. Of course you would. You come from North Umbridge. Get one. You won't. Anyway. You. I'm gonna <laughs> actually read the fucking lines. <laughs> free bot Just free. Just free running that one. <laughs> Good be- heavens, is marriage so demoralizing as that? <laughs> I believe it was a very present, pleasant state,
0: sir. I have had very little experience of it myself up to the present. I have only been married once. That is consequence of a misunderstanding between myself and a young person.
1: What? What? <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> What do you mean by misunderstanding between yourself and young person? What is that supposed to imply? Okay, if you're gonna <laughs> add lines to this spirit, this is gonna take three hours. I read don't care. F- just read f- care. fucking dialogue. I don't know that I'm much interested in your family life, Lane, because I just don't care.
0: <laughs> no, sir, it is not a very interesting subject. I never think of it myself.
1: Um, you tell me now. All right. <laughs> think. Very natural, I'm sure. That will do, Lane. Thank you. Ta-ta. Thank you, sir. For <laughs> the Lord. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Lane's views on marriage seem somewhat lax, really. If the lower orders don't set us a good example, of what on earth is the use of them? They might as well be going and sent to camps.
0: <laughs> All right,
1: Hitler, calm down. A <laughs> it's a character. It's a character. They seem, as a class, to have absolutely no sense of moral responsibility, while, enter Lane. The, the main, while I talk of people who are royalty, who sleep with their cousins. Once again, <laughs> enter <Andrew> Lane. <laughs> Mr. Ernest <laughs> Worthing! Mr. Ernest <laughs> Worthing! Now entering the ring! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Anyway. He's <laughs> just covered in white powder. Woo! <laughs> Not at all the right uh, setting for this.
0: No, that's the best part.
1: How imme- how immensely you must amuse them. Goes over and takes a sandwich. By the way, Shrupshire, what? What? Hey, no, you're I the top of
0: the page. A
1: hot minute. How of... are you,
0: dear? Ernest? Oh my
1: God, my PDF jumped a whole page. Gee, for Christmas. Okay. Only
0: midnight tweakers, Batman.
1: <laughs> anyway. Oh my God. How are you, my dear Ernest? What brings you up to town? I certainly didn't call you myself. Oh, pleasure, pleasure. What else should bring one in- bring money anywhere? <laughs> as
0: usual, I see algae. Eating as usual, I see algae.
1: I didn't ask you to fat-shame me, but all right. It <laughs> 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 says <So> stiffly. <laughs> I believe it is customary in good society to take some slight refreshment at 5 o'clock. Where have you been since last Thursday? ...sitting down on the sofa, in the country. I could have gathered that, you smell of shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there at the old dairy farm, yeah. <laughs> okay, I will say... ...we don't
0: have to do a whole lot of jokes in here, because this is supposed to be a comedy. I know. <laughs> the dialogue is funny in itself.
1: <laughs> I know. I promise you. I know. Depends. <laughs> what on earth do you
0: do there? <laughs> Pulling off his gloves. When one is in town, and one amuses himself. When one is in the country, one amuses other people. It is excessively boring. Hmm.
1: <laughs> and who are the people you amuse? Oh, neighbors, neighbors. Is, is that the farm animals you live with? <laughs> oh, yeah, and the fish in the pond. <laughs> I'm going to do this on my own. I don't care. <laughs> Got nice neighbors in your part of Shropshire? Perfectly horrid. Never speak to one of them. Alright, well, that's a turnaround. (laughs) Alright. How immensely you must amuse them. Goes over and takes a sandwich. (laughs) Goes over and takes a sandwich.
0: I said Shut up! (laughs) (laughs) You're not the narrator, (laughs) fuck.
1: (laughs) You're not my real dad. Anyway, by the way, Shropshire is your country. A county, is it not?
0: Eh, Shropshire? Yeah, of course. Why all those cups? <laughs> you Why were- cucumber sandwiches? Why such reckless extravagance in one young? Who is coming to tea?
1: <laughs> you butchered some of that, right? That's the best part. Oh, merely Aunt Augusta and Gwendolyn.
0: How perfectly delightful.
1: Ah, no, no. But yes, that is all very well, but I'm afraid Aunt Augusta won't quite approve of your being here, seeing as you are... A Bears fan.
0: May I ask why?
1: Because you're a Bears fan. <laughs> and she just doesn't like that shit. My dear fellow, the way you flirt with Gwendolyn is perfectly disgraceful. It is almost as bad as the way Gwendolyn flirts with you. Also, you smell of cheese.
0: <laughs> I am in love with Gwendolyn. I have come up to town expressly to propose to her.
1: With a beer can?
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, you gotta put the Miller Lights in there and, uh... <laughs> You crank uh, <laughs> you crank up the country music and, you know, you, you go some whiskey I fishing, you know?
1: I got friends in low, please. <laughs> anyway. No, nah, it's more like write this down, you know? I don't know what that song is, but all right. <laughs> it's a country song. It's a country song? Yes. Okay. You, know, you started going the fake Irish route for a minute there. <laughs> no. It's a, in a country song. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh. I thought you would come up for pleasure. call that business. Again, why do you smell of cheese? How utterly unromantic you are. You're trying to date my cousin. Of course I am. (laughs) I really don't see anything romantic in proposing. It's very romantic to be in love and all that garbage. But there's nothing romantic about a definite proposal. It's all business. Why... Oh, God. (laughs) Why one may be accepted. One usually is, I believe... Then the excitement is all over. The very essence of romance is uncertainty. If I ever get married, which I don't intend to do because I tend to be swinger at rocking parties. Oh, yeah, you get all the ladies. <laughs> I certainly try to forget the fact.
0: I have no doubt about that, dear Algie. The divorce court was specifically invented for people whose memories are so curiously constituted. Who is Algie? <laughs> Al- That's
1: not my name. Oh, yes, it is, Algie. It <laughs> This isn't, like, the nickname that, like, a friend in high school gave you, even though you didn't know who this guy was.
0: <laughs> nah, it sounds like the nickname you give to, like, a frat boy, bro, who, like, drinks about four beers in two minutes.
1: Algae! 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 Freshman! <laughs> oh! <laughs> There's no use speculating on that subject. Divorces are made in heaven.
0: Jack puts out his hand to take a sandwich. on at once interferes.
1: Please don't touch the cucumber sandwiches. Stay the hell away from the table. <laughs> Go stand to the corner and face the wall. <laughs> like the Blair Witch project, I don't want you to look at me. <laughs> they are ordered specifically for Aunt Augusta.
0: Takes one and eats it. <laughs> well, you have been eating them all
1: the time. You son of a bitch. <laughs> this is quite a different matter. She is my aunt. Takes one plate from below. Have some bread and butter. The bread and butter is for Gwendolyn. Oh, hold up, what? Wait, why You're would good. you even state that? What? <laughs> what do you mean? No, you... Uh, the bread and butter's for Gwendolyn. Gwendolyn is devoted to bread and butter, which is very strange, because she's got... Jack advancing the table and helping himself. <laughs> she's got a clogged artery. You really shouldn't be doing that. So Jack advanced the table <laughs> and helped himself. Well, in a minute, we got to discuss her artery problem. It's a serious situation. <laughs> and very good bread and butter is, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mmm. <laughs> You should go over to the other part of the kitchen over there and just grab a piece of bread and put some butter on it just start eating it in the microphone. No, no. Mm. I can't do that. I can't believe it's not butter. (laughs) Well, my dear fellow, you need not eat as if you were going to eat at all, you fat animal. (laughs) You behave as if you're married to her already. You are not married to her already, and I do not think you will ever be.
0: Why on earth would you say that?
1: Because you smell of cheese. It's not hard. Take a shower. I think you said that exact same fucking thing I'm the last time I'm trying to revive that joke because it works for me. All right. You smell of cheese and oddly deer hide. Why?
0: Oh, deer camp. <laughs>
1: what do you do? What do you... What does the lower classes do there? Anyway. <laughs> Shit. okay uh, well in the first place girls never marry men they flirt with and girls don't think it right
0: oh that's nonsense
1: oh yes <laughs> mm. Mm.
0: i'm i'm, I'm beginning so be to bridge upon uh beginning <laughs> to bridge upon fucking sarah palin i can see russia from my house yeah well, i can see tina Russia Faye's, from my house tina
1: Faye's sarah palin impression that's what i'm <laughs> getting with this but it's, it'll get there eventually it's part of what I was doing. Where mine was supposed to be a professor, mine just went with some like <laughs> rich brick. I just feel like, yeah, you you definitely got there anyway. Yeah. It isn't. It is a great truth. It accounts for the extraordinary number of bachelors that one sees all over the place, that everywhere like rats. And like raccoons, I have to sweep them off the porch. <laughs> Sitting there with a in a bed, you I'm in the middle of something. I don't care. I don't. I don't <laughs> care that you don't care. <laughs> your, your metaphor's broke. Keep going. <laughs> the metaphor's broke. You know, the best part of two is that the arguments too, cost for about fifteen to twenty minutes worth of downtime. <laughs> I know. Just we at each other. And midway time, you're like, "Jesus, Jake, you're taking too long." <laughs> like my dad. Oh man, I love you, Dad. Just paint the shed. <laughs> You don't know my father well enough. We never paint a shack like that. Come on. <laughs> Leave that basic wood. It's natural. Come on. Anyway. In the second place, I don't give my consent. Your consent? Yes, my consent. No means no. <laughs> but apparently you don't know okay, the meaning okay, of the pause, word. Stop. Pause. No. <laughs> okay. No does mean no. We're not joking about that. I, I didn't say that. I'm just saying. I said no means no. I was advocating for know, it. I'm just saying. We're not making oh, okay. a joke. I thought you were uh, at my point. Nope, nope, like, nope, no, no, nope, no. I'm just... My dear fellow, you, you again are confused. <laughs> this is the 1800s. Women don't have rights. No. Uh, that was... That's again character. That's character. <laughs> I know. We know. We know. <laughs> Gwendolyn is my first cousin. And before I allow you to marry her, you will have to clear her up with whole questions... What the hell? You will have to clear up the whole question of Cecily. Rings bell. <laughs> Cecily?
0: Why did, what on earth do you mean? What do you mean, Al- Algie? By Cecily. I don't know any one of the name Cecily.
1: I was talking Sicily the island. <laughs> you <Enter idiots>. Lane. <laughs> Bring me the cigarette case. <laughs> Boy! <laughs> Mr. Worthing left in the smoking room the last time he dined here. Yes, sir! Look but down at the floor! Do not speak to me directly. <laughs> Lane goes up. Oh, God. <laughs> do you mean to say you have my, had my
0: cigarette case this whole time? I wish to goodness you would let me know. I've been reading frantic letters to Scotland Yard about it. I was very near, nearly offering a large reward. Fucking first world
1: problems over here.
0: <laughs> you know, he's being sarcastic as I fuck, I know! Right? I'm being sarcastic, too. <laughs> I know, but I'm saying, like, the, the funny thing is with the voices we chose, your voice... It's like, you picked, like, such a condescending voice, but then my character, I picked, like, a
1: really demon voice, but he's really playing with you the entire time. What I love about it is that this is basically the regularity of the relationship I have as a friend with you. Where I honestly think that in a regular, when we're doing the regular podcast, I think you're condescending, like, 95% of the time. Just, like, okay, well. I'm not trying to be. I know. (laughs) Give me some side-eye through this hole right here. Anyway. (laughs) We're, like... (laughs) Are these cigarettes yours? What is a Marlboro? <laughs> well, I wish you would offer me one. It happen- I'd happen to be more than usually hard up. Yes. There's no good offering a... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Marv Albert, get out of here.
0: <laughs> Damn it, Lane. <laughs> there is no good offering a large reward now that that thing is found. Do you want to give that another go? <laughs> nope. Okay. Enter Lane with the cigarette case on the salver. Agronon takes it at once, Lee, and
1: goes out. I think it is rather... Well, no, okay. I think that it is rather mean of you, uh, Ernest, I must say, opens the case and examines it. However, it makes no matter. For now that I look at this inscription inside, I find that the thing isn't yours after all.
0: Of course it is mine, moving to him. You have seen me it a hundred times, and you have no right whatsoever to read what is written inside. It is a very ungentlemanly thing to read a private cigarette case.
1: What? <laughs> World Star. Anyway. <laughs> oh! <laughs> it's so absurd to have such a hard and fast rule about what one should read and one what shouldn't read, and should read what one should. <laughs> that one always that one's always fucks me up. <laughs> I don't like that. Oh god. More than half of modern culture depends on one what shouldn't read. If you could read, but you smell of cheese.
0: I'm quite aware of the fact, and I don't propose to discuss modern culture. It isn't the sort of thing one should talk about in private. I simply want my cigarette case back. No, it's mine
1: now. You can't have it. I find his keepers. It's mine. I've licked it. <laughs> no, backsees. <laughs> oh, God, what is it? I'm just waiting for you to... <laughs> Okay, I found my spouse again. Yes, but it isn't your cigarette case. Hmm... <laughs> this is becoming really weird now This is a great case is a present from someone of the name of Cecily and you said you didn't know anyone of that name
0: Well if you want to know Cecily happens to be my aunt
1: <laughs> <laughs> your aunt
0: <laughs> Yes yeah, charming old lady she is too lives at Turnbridge well she just gave it to me just give it back to me Aki.
1: I said no <laughs> you'll have to do something for me. <laughs>
0: We're shooting We're back, back to back sofa. Fall back!
1: <laughs> but why does she call herself Little Cecily? She is your aunt and lives in Tunbridge Wells. From Little Cecily with her fondest love. Jack, moving back to sofa kneeling upon it. Go away. My dear
0: fellow, what on earth is there in that? Some ants are tall, some ants are not tall. There's a matter that surely an ant may be allowed to decide for herself? You may seem to think that every ant should be exactly like your aunt. That is absurd. For heaven's sake, give me back the cigarette case.
1: Follows Algernon around the like room. A, sounds like a fucking Dr. Seuss rhyme. Follows some out- ants are tall and some <laughs> ants are small. Some like your knees and ham. some don't like... <laughs> <laughs> that would do it just lazy then.
0: Follows Algernon around the room.
1: <laughs> yes, but why does your aunt call you uncle? Why does your aunt call you her uncle? From little Cecily with the fondest love to her dear Uncle Jack. There's no objection. What's going on inside your house? I admit, to an aunt being a small aunt, I don't understand why it matters to be her size, but why an aunt? No matter what her size may be, should she call her own nephew her uncle? Unless your genetics are so shallow that something is genuinely wrong. <laughs> this is absurd, for heaven's sake. Oh, hold up. <laughs> I'm reading your, reading your line. I can't quite make out. Besides, your name isn't Jack at all. It's Ernest, you dumb shit. It isn't Ernest, it's Jack. I hate you so much. (laughs) You've always told me it was Ernest. I've introduced you to everyone as Ernest. Your answer to the name of Ernest. You look as if your name was Ernest. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Why do we have this conversation every single time? The next line is great. Please say it. I love the next one. You are the most Ernest-looking person I've (laughs) seen in my life. It is absolutely absurd you're saying that your name isn't Ernest. This is not... This is if, like, David Copperfield tried to do a trick, but he sucks at it. Stop okay, it. So here, Here's,
0: here's why I'm giving you immense shit about about free, free doing it in these lines. I feel like these flow really well. So I know. When, when, you're about, when you're about to say a really good line that fits perfect after the line before it and you go off into a tangent, it physically pains me. <laughs> I just wanna hear it and you don't say it. I like is,
1: this is like my condescending to you kind of woman. Perfectly assured you saying your name isn't Ernest, it's on your cards. Here's one of them. I'm taking it from a case. Mr. Ernest Worthing, B4, the Albany. I keep this as a proof that your name is Ernest, if you ever if ever you attempt to deny it to me or to Gwendolyn or to anyone else
0: puts this card in his pocket. Well, that seems a little weird.
1: Well, that seems a little weird. Who are you? That seems a little weird there, Algie. You're having some suspicions? Anyway. Don't you dare. Don't you dare shit talk to me about going on tangents. That's like the
0: third one I've done. God, the third one here.
1: You've done like 50 That's how I do it, man.
0: Well, my name is Ernest in town and Jack in the country. And the cigarette (laughs) case was given to me in the country.
1: Wait, oh, that, it's like, this is basically the same logic for me as the <laughs> fucking Brock Tanlin bit from Anchorman. 75% of the time, it works every, every time. <laughs> well, I'm that's, Jack in no, the country, and I'm Ernest in the city.
0: That's Brian Fantana. Uh, whatever, same thing. Sex Panther. All right. <laughs>
1: anyway. Shit. <sighs> the conversation about Anchorman threw me off.
0: <laughs> we are going so slow. How the I fuck know. do you manage to lose your spot
1: Okay, okay. Yes, but that does not account for the fact that your small aunt Cecily, who lives in Tunbridge Wells, calls you her dear uncle, come out come old boy. Uh, You have much you had (laughs) Jesus. You had much better have the thing out at once. My dear Algy you talk exactly if you were a dentist. It is very
0: vulgar to talk like a dentist when one isn't a dentist. It provides a false impression. Now you heard me whip
1: it out. <laughs> well, that is exactly what dentists always do. Now go on! Tell me the whole thing. I may mention that I have always suspected you of being a confirmed and secret bunburist. And I'm quite sure of it now. I'm not sure bunburist. what that is.
0: What on earth do you mean by a bumbarist?
1: I reveal to you the meaning of the incomparable expression as soon as you are kind enough to inform me why you are earnest in town and jack in the country. Well, produce my cigarette case first. Jesus. <laughs> Here it is.
0: And cigarette case.
1: Now produce your explanation and pray make it improbable. Sits on sofa.
0: My dear fellow, there is nothing improbable <laughs> about my explanation at all. In fact, it's perfectly ordinary. Old Mr. Thomas, Thomas Cardew, who adopted me when I was a little boy, made me in his will guardian to his granddaughter, Miss Cecily Cardew. Cecily, who addresses me as her uncle for, for motives of respect that you could not possibly appreciate, lives at my place in the country under the charge of her
1: admirable governess, Miss Prism. Oh, that's a great character coming up for me. Where's the place in the country, by the way? That
0: is nothing to you, dear boy. You're not going to be invited. I may tell you candidly, in the place is not in Shropshire.
1: Shropshire. I can't say that. Shropshire. Shropshire. Oh my God. <laughs> I suspect that, my dear fellow. Ha <laughs> ha! I have Bunderhead all over Shropshire on two separate occasions. <laughs> now go on. Ha ha ha! Why are you earnest in town? <laughs> say it. Say it. <laughs> Why are you earnest in town and jack in the country?
0: My dear Algie, I don't know whether you'll be able to understand my real motive. Oh you are. <laughs> you are hardly serious enough. i honest... burn,
2: burn all over the country.
0: <laughs> when... <laughs> you good?
1: Yeah, I'm good to
0: go. My dear Algie, I don't know whether you'll be able to understand my real motives. You are hardly serious enough. When one is placed in the possession of a guardian, one has to adopt a very high moral tone of all subjects. It's one's Mm. duty to do so. Mm -hmm. Add as a high moral tone can hardly understand to conduce very much to either one's health or one's happiness in order to get to get up to town. I have always pretended to have a younger brother of the name of Ernest, who lives in the Albany and gets into the most dreadful scrapes. That, my dear Algy... Oh, it's
1: so loud. ...is the whole truth pure and simple. I would I would rather you had just told me you had split personality disorder, but... All right. The truth is rarely pure and never simple. Modern life would be very tedious if it were either. <laughs> and modern literature is complete impossibility. All complete impossibility. <laughs> oh, whatever. He's making a comparison. Whatever, I don't care. <laughs> I do. It's kind of important. <laughs> Shut up. At least you've read this like eight or nine times. No, I've read it, like, twice. But okay, well... <laughs> all right, you literature nerd. <laughs> anyway.
0: That wouldn't be at all a bad thing.
1: Literary criticism is not your forte, my dear fellow. Don't try it. You should leave that to the people who haven't been... Who haven't been at a university. What? <laughs> I feel like you should leave it to the people of the university. <laughs> they do That's it the so that- well in the Daily Papers... What you are really eyes a bunghurst?
0: So okay, hang on. No. 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 No, a, We're no, moving forward. No. I want no. you to understand. No. What, I, I want you to understand no. what he's saying. That he's he's ta- he's talking shit about the media.
1: I, he, no, you, really?
0: Yeah, but he's you. Okay, Jake, explain the joke
1: to me. Then the one you literally just didn't get about thirty seconds ago. Explain it to me. I did get it. I just didn't like the way it was written, in my opinion. But whatever. Yeah. Where's your god now? <laughs> uh, I was quite right in saying that khakis. you were. <laughs> <laughs> Disarmed me there, that was good. <laughs> I was quite right in saying you were a bunburst. You are one of the most advanced bunbursts I know.
0: What on earth do you mean?
1: I have you caught you son of a bitch! <laughs> Like like in his mind, he's got like some sort of spy in his house.
0: I love how like I'm like taking this like super chill, and you're just freaking out. I love
1: it. You have invented a very useful younger brother called Ernest, in order that you may be able to come up to town as often as you like. I have invented an invaluable permanent invalid called Bunbury. (laughs) <laughs> I'm. My mind had to kind of comprehend that for a minute, in order that I may be able to go down to the country whenever I choose. Bunbury is perfectly invaluable. <laughs> if I wasn't for Bunbury's extraordinary bad health, for instance, I wouldn't be able to dine with you at Willis's tonight. Ha ha. Fryer. just pops his head in, says it, and leaves. Fryer really. I've been engaged to Aunt Augusta for more than a week.
0: I haven't asked you to dine with me anywhere tonight. God, that's what you think. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a slow descent into madness.
0: I knew. <laughs> ha but I've got you!
1: <laughs> Slip-trap and away I go!
0: I feel like that's the guy. I, <laughs>
1: I knew. You're absurdly curious about sending out invitations. It was very foolish of you. Nothing annoys people so much as not receiving invitations. <laughs>
0: you much better dine with your Aunt Augusta. She doesn't exist! <laughs> I haven't
1: the smallest intention of doing anything of the kind. To begin with, I dined with them on Monday. <laughs> and once a week is quite enough to dine with one's own relations. <laughs> Sorry, there was an aunt on my leg. <laughs> In the second place, whenever I do dine there, I'm always treated as a member of the family, sent down with either no woman at all or two. Wait what? <laughs> what the hell? What does that mean? I don't know. In the third place, I know perfectly well whom she will take, whom she will place me next to. Tonight, she will place me next to Mary Fakwa, who always flirts with her own husband across the dinner table. This is not very pleasant, indeed, not even very decent, and all that sort of thing is enormously on the increase, because all of that. I was gonna make a jazz intonation but I'm like oh shit the timelines don't match up here okay we can't do that it's all about that jazz that sort of thing is enormously on the increase the amount of women in London who flirt with their own husbands is perfectly scandalous (laughs) it looks so bad it's simply washing one's own clean linens in public
2: (laughs) he hates love just
1: <laughs> I hate to say it. Part of me exists in this character that very personally right now, and that's a sad and kind of scary. Dude concept. just fucking hates love. I don't hate love, but I hate certain expressions of love, and I don't know why.
0: He's like, you shouldn't flirt in public. It's fucking disgusting. Co-
1: cover up that ankle. <laughs> anyway, the amount of women in London, perfectly skin. Okay, it looks so bad. It's simply washing one's clean linens in public. Besides, now that I knew. YOU TO BE A CONFIRMED BUNBERIST! I naturally want to talk to you about Bun- (laughs) (laughs) It's like a train hitting a fucking wall. I keep going and it shuts me down. I want to tell you all the rules
0: (laughs) about bun
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! I haven't had this much fun reading a book in years. You good? Oh uh, yeah. Just go ahead.
0: I'm not a Bunburyist at all. If Gwendolyn accepts, Liar! Me, If Gwendolyn accepts me, I'm I'm going to kill my brother. Indeed, I think I'll kill him in any case. <laughs> Cecily's Jesus little. those Cecily is a little too much interested in him. It is rather a bore. So I'm going to get rid of Ernest, and I strongly advise you to do the same with Mister. With your invalid friend who has the absurd name,
1: <laughs> I, I, in my mind, I was thinking of the South Park episode where they had the they were uh, the the gang or whatever they call themselves. Uh, they all became cops, but they they did the finger guns thing the whole uh, yeah. episode. Yes, and I love at the end like the only one I can't trust is myself. <laughs> he shoots himself. Gosh. That's not how I imagine this is going to end for him. Anyway, <laughs> nothing will induce me to part <laughs> with Bunbury. and if you ever get married which seems to me extremely problematic you will be very glad to know you what oh okay that was weird because I thought I was looking there's a dot on my screen that made me think it was a a period you will be very glad to know Bunbury the man who marries without knowing Bunbury has a very tedious time of it
0: that is nonsense if I marry a charming girl like Gwendolyn and she is the only girl I ever saw in my life that I would marry I certainly won't want to know Bunbury
1: you already do! <laughs> then your wife will! Your wife will sleep with him. <laughs> she, she, he's totally insane. He's triggered something in him like we don't know what it was. Uh, you don't seem to realize that in married life, three is company and two is none. Jack. sententiously.
0: Uh, yes, sententiously thank you. That, my dear young friend... Is the theory that the corrupt, the corrupt French drama have been
1: propounding p- p- for the last That's fifty like years? Don't the French into this? I know y'all are British, but Christ! Yes, and that, and that the happy English home is proven in half the time.
0: For heaven's sake, don't try to be cynical. It's perfectly easy to be cynical.
1: Don't call me cynical. I know the truth. <laughs> See a fellow <laughs> fucking
0: Alex Jones now. I,
1: pr- no. <laughs> I'm you yeah, trying to get this Coca-Cola box out of the way.
0: <laughs> you got me for fucking corrupting audio and the you. corrupting
1: audio because I'm trying to get the thing that's corrupting it away from me. You're sitting there on your phone. My dear fellow, yeah, for you it to isn't start. easy to be anything nowadays because they're watching me. It's such a lot of beastly competition about... The sound of an electric bell is huge. Sorry, I was just gonna do the sound because you seem like you just lost yourself for a minute. That must be Aunt Augusta! Only relatives or creditors ever ring in that Wagnerian manner? What the fuck? Wagnerian. No, no, no. No, it's
0: supposed to be. Wagnerian. No, 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 no. Wagnerian. No, that's Beethoven. It's supposed to be Wagnerian, like
1: the. Like Rite of the Valkyries.
0: Yes, we know she's a. Ha ha! She's a Nazi!
1: Oh, God. This is before the Nazis actually. Oh, pretty much. Yeah, well, to be honest, in the eighteen hundreds in Victorian England, everybody was kind of a Nazi. But we can get into that later. Now, if I get her out of the way for ten minutes or so, that you can have an opportunity for proposing to Gwen Luna. May I dine with you out at Willis's tonight and talk about Bunbury If I suppose so if you want to. I do.
2: Oh! <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: This man is the one. I'm
2: not,
0: I'm not scared for this character. <laughs> How neurotic <laughs> you're making this man
1: sound. Yes, but you must be serious about it. I hate people who are not serious about meals. It's so shallow of them. <laughs> <laughs> that what was hell? threatening. That was threatening. Oh my God, I'm scaring myself now. <laughs>
0: and, to, and to Lane.
1: <laughs> Lane, what the hell's going on in here? Lady <laughs> Brocknell and Miss Fairfax. Jesus <laughs> Christmas. Lady Bracknell, that's you.
2: Uh,
0: no, hang hey, on. Algernon goes forward to meet them. Enter, right, then, enter Lady Black uh, Bracknell and Gwendolyn. Gwendolyn. Good afternoon, dear Algernon. I hope you're behaving very well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that was a weird noise. Ah, so I'm feeling very well. to Augusta. <laughs> he's, coming, he's coming down. <laughs> Woo! Woo! <laughs> Oh, God. He's feeling the slide.
0: <laughs> That's not quite the same thing. Oh, In fact, the uh, two uh, <laughs> are rarely go together. I didn't ask you to see's pick Jack, apart my sentence. <laughs> sees Jack and bows to him with icy coldness.
1: Dear me, you are quite Agredon smart. To Sorry. I said, Dear me, you are smart. Oh,
0: uh, hang on. Is this you or me?
1: That's me. I just said it. So Gwendolyn is...
0: <sighs> That's also you, I believe. <sighs>
1: Oh, okay. I'm always smart, aren't I, Mr. Worthing? Good Lord, what? you're
0: per- <laughs> you're quite perfect, Miss Fairfax. But oh, it's so
1: stupid. You're so stupid. Oh, <laughs> I hope that I'm not that. <laughs> I would it would leave no room for developments, and I've tried to develop in many directions.
0: Gwendolyn and Jack sit down. Oh, again. I hate I'm this voice character
1: already. It's making me angry.
0: <clears throat> I'm sorry if it if I were a little. Late, uh, Algernon, but I was obliged to call on dear Lady Harbury. <laughs> I haven't been there. Sasha, <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Sabina Obama>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't, uh, been there since uh, her poor husband's death.
1: <laughs> I, uh, wrote Percy on okay, his death.
0: <laughs> it's just Obama now, I guess. Go
1: ahead, uh, I don't care. Uh,
0: I never saw a woman so altered. She looks quite 20 years younger. And uh oh. now I'll have a cup of tea and one of those nice cucumber sandwiches, you
1: uh promised me. <laughs> That's much better, actually. Certainly, Aunt Augusta
0: goes over to <laughs> the tea table. Won't you all uh, come and sit here? Uh Window.
1: Thanks, Mama. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> I'm quite comfortable where I am.
0: Agradon picking up empty plate in horror.
1: Good heavens, Lane! <laughs> Why are there no cucumber sandwiches? <laughs> order <in> them specifically? <laughs> Lane. He loses his shit over Lane. a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Lane.
0: You <laughs> want to have Lane's the
1: way it is. <laughs> Lane, gravely.
0: Wayne? Lane. Oh. There were no cucumber sandwiches in the market this morning, <laughs> sir. <laughs> I went down twice. No cucumbers! <laughs> no, sir. Not even not ready. Not <laughs> no, even. no, sir. Not even for ready money.
1: That will do, Lane. Thank you.
0: Thank you, sir. Don't look at me. Go away. <laughs>
1: Goes out. I'm greatly distressed, Aunt Augusta, about there being no cucumbers, not even for ready money. (laughs) Uh, The range of emotions I'm feeling at this character. (laughs) It uh, really
0: makes no matter, Uh, Algernon. Uh, I had some crumpets with Lady Harbury, who seems to be living entirely for pleasure now.
1: And uh, who is uh, the next diplomat uh, for Argentina? Please but I'm uh, I wanted to choose you from
0: my children. Uh, Sasha? Uh, Malia?
1: <laughs> Sasha? Malia? We can. Yes, we will. <laughs> yes,
0: we can. Yes, we
1: can. <laughs> yes, we can. Yes, we can. <laughs> anyway, there's almost like a slight southern tint to his voice, and that's what makes that kind See, Here's of...
0: the thing I love Barack, I hope no one tastes this as a slug. I want
1: him to listen to this and go, that white boy's got some really good taste there. <laughs> <laughs> I hear her hair has turned quite gold from grief. What? <laughs>
0: <clears throat> it uh, certainly has changed his color from what cause ca- I, uh, of course, cannot say. <laughs> hey, you getting better. Algonon? crosses and Oh, uh, Thank you. It, I have uh, quite a treat for you uh, tonight, Algernon. Uh, I'm going to sit you down with uh, Mary Farquhar. <laughs> she is such a nice woman and so attentive to her husband. It is delightful to watch them.
1: <laughs> I think it's Lady Farquhar. And I think of Farquaad from fucking Shrek. That's what I think Some saying. of you may die, but that is a whisk, risk I'm willing to take.
0: Some of you may die.
1: <laughs> I'm afraid, Aunt Augusta, I shall have to give up the pleasure of dining with you tonight after all.
0: Lady Bracknell frowning? I uh, hope not. I hope not. That would be a it real would, dick move. It would put my table completely out. Your
1: uncle <laughs> would have to dine upstairs. Fortunately, he is accustomed to that. Oh! <laughs> Damn. This is a great bore, and I need hardly say a terrible disappointment to me. But the fact is that I have just had a telegram to say that my poor friend, friend Bunbury, is very ill again.
0: She just <laughs> glanced with Jack.
1: <laughs> just looks like, such crazy person. They seem to think I should be with him.
0: <clears throat> it is all uh, very strange. This Mr. Bunbury seems to suffer from curiously bad health. Yes, yeah, poor Bunbury
1: is a dreadful
0: invalid. Well, I must say, Agamon, that I think it is high time that Mr. Bunbury made his mind up whether he was going to oh, live or
1: die. <laughs> I read ahead and I'm like, uh, oh my
0: god. Like <clears throat> the shilly shouting with the question is absurd, nor do I in any way approve of the modern sympathy with invalids. <laughs> I
1: consider it morbid. I'm oh thinking something like Jack Kennedy. You know, I consider it morbid. I consider it morbid, and I'll do the other thing. But anyway. you get that man with smallpox away from me. Put him in a box.
0: Anyway, illness of any kind is hardly a thing to be encouraged. And others, health is the primary duty of life. I am always telling that to your poor uncle. Well, he never seems to take my choice. <laughs> as far as any improvement in his ailment goes. I should be much obliged if you would ask Mr. Fonberg from me to be kind enough not to have a relapse on Saturday. <laughs> for I rely on you to arrange my music for me. It is my last reception, and one wants something will encourage conversation, particularly at the end of the season, when everyone has particularly said whether they had to say, which, in some cases, was probably not much.
1: <laughs> that was just a fucking roller coaster that oh my god also um
0: you love how i like didn't put any emotion into that at all
1: i love the whole statement of we cannot give precedent to the invalids because it's their fault they're sick it's beautiful <laughs> this is basically how medicine was if anybody listens to my medical podcast that is basically how medicine worked back then here comes the plug oh god I will speak to Bunbury, Aunt Augusta, if he is still conscious, and I think I can promise he will be all right by Saturday. Of course, the music is a great difficulty. You see, if one plays good music, people don't listen, and if one plays bad music, people don't talk. And I'll run over the program I've drawn out. You will kindly come into the next room for a moment.
0: Thank you, Algernon. It is very thoughtful of you. Rising and falling, Algernon. I'm sure the program will be delightful. Uh, after a few uh,
1: Expurgations.
0: Expurgations. I'm here. French songs, I cannot possibly laugh. <laughs> uh, people always seem to think that uh, they're improper. And either look shout, which is vulgar, or laugh, which is worse. <laughs> but German sounds a thoroughly respectable language. And I indeed, I believe it is. So condom, Will you accompany me? We
1: are walking the finest line of this woman literally saying the Germans are superior right now. (laughs) And I'm kind of scared now. (laughs) Certainly, Mama.
0: Lady Bracknell and Algernon go into the music room. Gwendolyn remains behind. You
1: you stay there. (laughs) Whatever you are, stay. (laughs) That's you, bud.
0: (laughs) It's me, isn't it? Uh (laughs) In it? (laughs) In it, (laughs) it, (laughs) bro. Charming Day has made Miss Fairfax... (laughs)
1: That's also you. Oh, no, that's me. That Sorry. I-
0: <laughs> I'm i done with my fucking uh, Sorry. eugenic talks Sorry. from
1: fucking Lady Bracknell. <laughs> oh, man, we're not done yet. You, You just wait. Pray don't talk to me about the weather, Mr. Worthing. Whenever people – it's so stupid. People are so stupid, but I'm so perfect. My husband my husband's perfect but he's also stupid. <laughs> Whenever people talk to me about the weather, I always feel quite certain that they mean something else and that makes me so nervous. Uh, Where's do, my chai tea?
0: I do mean something else and uh, I'll get you the tea if you just shut the fuck
1: up. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll get you some tea if you slap that bear trap shut. I <laughs> anyway, I thought so. <laughs> I, th- I thought so.
2: <laughs>
1: Smooth. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I love it. I thought so. In fact, I'm never wrong.
2: You
0: gotta stop crinkling the fucking glass. I, I'm not trying to. God. That's you. <laughs>
1: no, it's not. You're bumping it and it's, you're jiggling them. Anyway. And I. And.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh. Alright and I would like to be allowed to take advantage of Lady Bracknell's temporary <laughs> absence.
1: I would certainly advise you to do so. <laughs> Mama has a way of coming back suddenly into a room that I often had to speak to her about, and it's very stupid. Very, very Jack,
0: stupid. Jack, nervously. <clears throat> uh, I miss Fairfax. Uh, ever since I met you, I have uh, admired you more than my, any girl.
1: <laughs> so he's reading uh, it off his hand. I have, I have uh, <laughs> uh, ever...
0: I've uh, ever met fence. I met you.
1: Smooth. <laughs> yeah, I'm quite aware of that. <laughs> and I often wish that in public, at any rate, you would have been more demonstrative. <laughs> that this literally is starting to become her. <laughs> For me, you have always been an irresistible fascination, even though you're really, really stupid.
0: Irresistible fascination. Even
1: before I met you, I was far from indifferent to you. Jack looks at her in amazement. We live as I hope you know. What? Oh, hold on. That's a comma, not a period. Yeah. <laughs> okay. As you know. Yeah, we're, we're alive as <laughs> I hope you <laughs> know. We live as you know. As you know. And end it there. I mean, I wasn't putting it past this. <laughs> <That 'cause laughs> this whole thing is nonsense, but it's, it's great. Amazing. I know. It's amazing nonsense. I told you
0: this is a great story. I love
1: it. Yeah. I honestly, honest to God, I actually have never read this one, and that is weird to me that I haven't. Mr. Worthing, in an age of ideals. Just such as our good friend from Milwaukee, Mr. Bracknell. Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, Mr. Conway Twitty. Uh, just, anyway. The fact is that constantly mentioned in the more expensive monthly magazines that you possibly can't afford, and has been reached the provincial pulpits, as I have been told, that my idea has always been to love someone of the name of Ernest. There is something in that name that inspires absolute confidence. The moment Algernon first mentioned to me that he had a friend called Ernest, I knew I was destined to love you because you were so stupid. You
0: really love me, Gwendolyn?
1: No, not really. Passionately, though. <laughs> <laughs> Darling, you don't know how happy you've made me. Oh, that's sad. My own Ernest. <laughs> <laughs> You're studying the Midwestern <laughs> <I didn't know. laughs> What? Uh, You're like, my own Ernest? (laughs) I know. I'm like, oh, no. Um, Oh, Daniel.
0: (laughs) But you don't mean to say that you couldn't love me if my name wasn't Ernest.
1: But your name is Ernest, dumbass.
0: (laughs) Yes, I know it is. But (laughs) (laughs) it bounced off of him. (laughs) But. Yeah, I know. But (laughs) supposing it was something else. (laughs) Do Do you mean to say you couldn't love me then? I picked the uh, fucking perfect voice. Uh, this kid, <laughs> you really did,
1: Gwendolyn. That <laughs> yeah, the crazy Giddell- guy and the flippant child. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, see, that's clearly a metaphysical speculation, and like most metaphysical speculations, has like very little reference at all to the actual facts of real life as we know them.
0: Personally, darling, to speak oh. quite candidly, I don't much care for the name Furnace. I don't think the name suits me at all.
1: That's stupid. This is stupid. (laughs) It suits you perfectly. It is a divine name. It has the music of its own. It produces vibrations. What? What? What does that mean? It produces vibrations. Good vibrations. (laughs)
0: Uh, Did you say that produces vibrations? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. right.
1: right, we're going to have to cut all
0: of that smooth. That's fine. Well, really, Gwendolyn, I may say that I think there are lots of other much nicer names. I think, for instance, a a charming name.
1: (sighs) You missed a whole section of that. I'm going to let it go. No, 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 no. (laughs) I should (laughs) probably... Wait, what? I think Jack, for instance, a charming name. Oh,
0: yeah. I think Jack, for instance, a charming name.
1: No, Jack is stupid. No, there is very little music in that name, Jack.
0: <laughs> she sounds like she's <laughs>
1: like. <laughs> if any at all, indeed, it does not thrill me. Ew. Okay. It produces absolutely no vibrations, and I have known several Jacks, and they all, without exception, were more than usually plain. Besides, Jacks a notoriously domestic domesticity <laughs> for, John. for John, and I pity any woman who's married to a man called John because they're stupid. They're all very stupid, but I'm perfect. <laughs> Me. Alright. Gwendolyn. And our and me and our good friend Dave Rule, <laughs> <laughs> And I pity any woman who is married to a man named John, she would probably never be allowed to know the entrancing pleasure of a single moment's solitude. The only real safe name is Ernest. So here's the thing. No disrespect to anybody who's
0: named John, Gwendolyn, Jack, or Ernest, but what the fuck are these people's problems? Satire. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> Gwendolyn, I I must get christened at once. I mean, we we must (laughs) get married at once. I mean, we must get married at once. There is no time to be lost.
1: (laughs) I love the concept that he was thinking of himself on some sort of ship. (laughs) Got to christen that bitch by smashing a champagne bottle on the side. Someone
0: bring the (laughs) wine! (laughs) Ha ha! Jack, his name is Earnest.
1: Um. Oh, sorry,
0: no, Gwendolyn.
1: Hold up. Uh, Married, Mister Worthing.
0: Jack, it sounded well. Surely, you know that I love you, and you led me to believe, Ms. Fairfax, that you were not absolutely indifferent to me?
1: <laughs> That's stupid. <laughs> I adore you, clearly, but you haven't proposed to me yet. Nothing has been said at all about marriage, and the subject has not even been touched on. Besides, marriage is only going to throw off my yoga schedule. <laughs> Jack,
0: well, may I propose to you now?
1: No. <laughs> I think that it would be an admirable opportunity and to spare you any possible disappointment, Mr. Worthing. I think it only fair to tell you that frankly, beforehand, then I am fully determined to accept you. Gwendolyn! Yes, Mr. Worthing? Uh, What have you to say to me?
0: You know what I have to say (laughs) to
1: (laughs) you. You know what's good? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know what's... (laughs) Yes, but you don't say it. Gwendolyn, will you marry me? Gets, goes, gets, uh, goes on his knees. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course I will, darling. Oh God. How long have you been about it? how
0: long have you been about it sounds like something like no it sounds like something you'd see in like a hip-hop video or like some girl like in the background like, yeah. sounds like how long you've
1: been about it <laughs> what's good girl how long you been about this dick <laughs> you know what if you can look like the bad guy while my brother's listening to this that's fine <laughs>
0: I'm not gonna censor myself. This That's is our fine. Podcast.
1: I'm afraid. That's all. Oh, oh you're, you
0: you're, have a job. You're, you're I'm yet to get one. You know what's perfect? The next line is. It starts with I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: I'm afraid you will have very little experience in how to propose. Oh, you've had. Oh, all right. My, Back off. My own one.
0: I have never loved anyone in the world but you.
1: <laughs> That's. That's dumb. Yes, but men often propose for practice, and I know my brother Gerald does. Gerald is perfect. He's also really, really stupid. All my girlfriends tell me so. What wonderfully blue eyes you have, Ernest. That's really weird. Um, they're quite <laughs> yes. Unique.
0: And what wonderful, what <laughs> wonderful <sounds like>, really <laughs> eyes you have.
1: It's, it it would be like, nice if I could put them it in a sounds jar. Like fucking little Red Riding Hood. It really does. And
0: yes. What uh, what beautiful. Whatever you have. <laughs> Beautiful. Whatever you have. you got
1: the lines, but you know what I'm trying to... Yeah, they're quite, quite... They're really, really blue. And I hope that you will always look at me just like that. Especially when there are other people present. See, Ooh, the... this is getting weird. Uh, look at me. <laughs> Pretty much. When you think about the character that I'm modeling this off of, that's kind of accurate. See,
0: she, like, stops just short of saying, Your eyes
1: are, like, crystal pools of... <laughs> is, is that from something...
0: No, it's just like oh. that's just a cliche in, in modern
1: society. Your eyes complete me. That's gross. Don't.
0: Actually, <laughs> Bracknell. Okay, great. <clears throat> huh. Mr. Worthing, uh, rise, sir, from this uh, semi-recumbent posture. It is most Incorious. In cor- indecorous.
1: Oh, in decors. Yes, oh, sir. Oh, whatever. Yes sir Mama! Mama <laughs> I'm Just Alright Sir He tries to rise and she restrains him. I must beg you to retire. This is no place for you besides Mr. Worthing has not quite finished yet. <laughs> oh. This uh, is getting weird <laughs> Finished all She's not done yet. Oh,
0: uh, finish what, may I ask?
1: I'm engaging to Mr. Worthing, Mama.
0: They rise together. Pardon me? Uh you're not engaged
1: anyone? When did you become engaged to someone? This sounds, like, sounds like like Brock talking about his actual daughters. Oh, uh, Sasha, so uh, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I did not allow this. I uh,
0: or, or your father, should his health permit him, will inform you of the fact. An engagement should come on a young girl as a surprise, pleasant or unpleasant, as the case may be. It is hardly a matter that you should you should yet yeah, you could that she could be allowed oh my to God. arrange for herself. And now, I have a few questions to put on you. To put to you, Mr. Worthing. While I'm making these inquiries,
1: you, Gwendolyn, will wait for me below in the couch. <laughs> uh, Saltra, Malia, uh, <gasps> go down to the monster. Okay, to the fucking limo. What do they call that thing? The beast or something like that? Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Reproach <faith>. me. <Gwendolyn>. Nana!
0: <laughs> in the carriage. Uh, sorry. Uh, in
1: yeah. the carriage! <laughs> Coming you from the carriage! <laughs> right. That's right. Do you want to a Honda CRV?
0: What's it going to take to get you this 1985 Honda CRV? It's a new wagon. <laughs> anyway. Uh, uh, in the carriage, Gwendolyn. <laughs> Gwendolyn goes to the door. Don't make me say it she again, and, girl. She and Jack Blow kisses to each other behind the Bracknell's back. The Bracknell looks vaguely about as if she could not understand what the noise was. Finally turns around. Gwendolyn. Gwendolyn. Uh, the carriage.
1: Yes, Mama.
0: <laughs> Goes out, looking at Jack. Lady Bracknell sitting down. Uh, you can take a seat, Mister Worthing. Uh, looks want. in her pocket. <laughs> in her pocket <laughs> I'm sorry, because that give <laughs> so me cool.
1: flashbacks to fucking what's his name from CBS Dateline or whatever? Well, uh, why don't you take a seat right now? <laughs> <God>. <laughs> That's what you uh, did. You want to tell me what you're doing here? <laughs> 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 your turn to read, Chief. Hang on. No, not hang on. you breaking the emergency. get in the carriage. No. <laughs> you, you're not my real dad. <laughs> yeah, because your real dad doesn't want you. <laughs> Jeez. That was bad. That was bad. I'm sorry.
2: What the hell? God,
1: That would have... I hate to say it, but if any, any foster parent really wanted to be a dick, that's the way to do it. Not that I'm advocating for that, but I'm just saying...
0: Alright, so um, <clears throat> I feel bound to tell you that you
1: not... missed Jack, bud.
0: <laughs> uh yeah. So Jack says something first.
1: Wow, you are just batting a thousand right now. <laughs> Doing great.
0: <sighs> uh, okay. <laughs> That's beautiful. ASMR. Just like the
1: burp and then Arby's. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> God, I can't do it. <laughs> Uh, I got you. Thank you, lady. Thank,
0: thank you, Lady Bracknell. I prefer standing. I'm not. I'm <laughs> oh not, yeah. That's up, okay. I'm not gonna finish this conversation between myself. <laughs> <laughs> Pencil <laughs> and notebook. <in> <laughs> mm. I feel bound to tell you that uh, you are not down on my list of eligible young men. Although I have the same list as the dear Duchess of Bolton has. We work together. In fact, however,
1: we are coordinated.
0: I am quite ready to enter your name. Should your answers be what a really affectionate mother requires? Do you smoke?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, buddy. (laughs) Oh, my God.
0: Well, yes, I must admit I smoke. Uh, I'm glad to hear (laughs) it. A man should always have an occupation of some kind. There are far too many idle men in uh, in London as it is. How old are you? Twenty-nine. A very good age to be married at. I've always been in an opinion that a man who desires to get married should know uh, either not everything or nothing. What you do, you know. I know. I know nothing, uh, Lady Bracknell. I'm pleased to hear it. <laughs> I do not approve of anything that tamper[s] with natural ignorance. Ignorance is like a delicate or exotic fruit. Touch it, and the bloom is gone. <laughs> the whole theory of modern—the <laughs> whole—the whole theory of modern education is radically unsound. Fortunately, in England, at any rate, education produces no effect whatsoever. If it did it would prove a serious danger to the upper class
1: no oh, buddy
0: <laughs> and uh, probably lead to acts of violence and governor square what is your income between 7 yes eight, we can <laughs> between 7 and 8000 a year in land uh, or investments in investments chiefly that is satisfactory what uh, between these duties I expected of <laughs> i'm going to go fucking nuts <laughs> this is uh, that is satisfactory they are
1: going to become the same character
0: What between the duties expected of one during one's lifetime and the duties expected from one after one's death, land has ceased to either profit or pleasure. (laughs) It gives me uh, one position and provides one from keeping it up. That is all that can be said about that. That is all.
1: Uh, Yes, we can.
0: I have a country house with the same land, of course, attached to it about 1,500 acres. Jesus Christ. I believe. But I don't depend on on that for my real income. In fact, as far as I can make out, the poachers are the only people who
1: make anything of it. Yeah, because all of the <clears> upper <throat> class are the only ones allowed to hunt. <laughs> Sorry, that hit uh, me hard for a real. <laughs> How many bedrooms?
0: Well, that point can be cleared up afterwards. You own a townhouse? I hope. A girl with a simple, unspoiled nature, black Wendland, could hardly be expected to reside in the country.
1: <laughs> it's dirty. and uh, Well, I own a horse not very in,
0: Well, I own a horse and. Host. Well, I own a host in Belgrade Square, but it is led by the year to Lady Braxham, of, uh, like, uh, <laughs> of course. I can get it back whenever I like at six months' notice.
1: You started <clears> doing it, <throat> too.
0: Of course, I can get it back whenever
1: I like at six months' notice. I kind of wanted you to make a mention, like, uh, I don't want Gwendolyn in the country, because uh, that is flyover country, and no votes will come out of there. No, nope. <clears> okay. <throat> Lady
0: Boxum? I. Uh, mm, sorry. <laughs> this is difficult. Just give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fucking trained voice actor. This you're is not-, not, but you're doing real well. Lady Boxum? Uh, I do not know her. Oh, she goes about very little. She is lady. She is lady considerably advanced in years. <laughs> she is lady. <laughs> <laughs> she, she is lady. <laughs> she is uh, lady. Uh, nowadays, that is no guarantee. Uh, respectability of character? What number is Belgrade Square? 149. Oh my God! It keeps going. The, uh, the unfashionable side. I <laughs> thought there was. I thought there was something. However, that could easily be altered. Do you mean the fashion or the side? Both, uh, if necessary, I presume. What are your politics? Well, I'm afraid I really have none. I'm a liberal unionist. <laughs>
1: uh, what is that? What does oh, it mean? they
0: count as Tories. They dine with us
1: or come with oh, me
0: at any rate. Now to minor matters. Are your parents living? I have lost both my parents. Both? To lose one parent may be regarded as a misfortune. To lose both seems like carelessness. (laughs) Who was your father? He was evidently a man of some wealth. Was he born in the radical papers called the Purple of Commerce? Or did he rise from the ranks of the aristocracy? I am afraid I really don't know. The fact Uh, is, Lady Bracknell, I said I had lost my parents. It would be nearer to the truth to say that the parents seemed to have lost me. I don't actually know who I am by birth. I was, well, I was found.
1: Found? Found? What the (laughs) hell are you talking about? (laughs) Stop. (laughs) What? The late... (laughs) (laughs) Wrong
0: voice. The late Mr. Thomas Cardew, an old gentleman of a very charitable and kindly disposition, found me and gave me the name of Worthing. Because he happened to be a first-class ticket for Worthing in his pocket at the time. Worthing is a place in Sussex. It is a seaside resort. Where did the uh, charitable gentleman, who had a first-class ticket for this res- res- resort, find you? In a handbag. A handbag. Yes, Miss Bracknell. I was in a handbag, in somewhat large black leather, ble- leather handbag. You're doing with great. With to it, an ordinary handbag, in fact. In what locality did this, Mr. James or Thomas Cardew, come across this ordinary handbag? In this cloakroom at Victoria Station, it was given to him in mistake for his own. The uh, cloakroom at Victoria Station? Yes, the Brighton line. That line is uh, immaterial, Mr. Worthing. I confess, I feel somewhat bewildered by what you've just told me. To be born, or at any rate, bred in a handbag, whether it have handles or not, seems to me to display a contempt for the ordinary... To be in a handbag? Seems, seems to display to me a contempt for the ordinary decencies of family life that reminds me that reminds one of the worst excesses of the French Revolution. God. And I presume you know what unfortunate movement led to. As for the particular locality in which the handbag was found, a cloakroom in a railway station might serve to conceal a uh, serious indiscretion. Social indiscretion. Has probably, in fact, been used for the purpose uh, before now. (laughs) (laughs) But it could hardly be regarded as...
1: Assured basis for a recognized position in good society. Can I can I pause you for a hot second? That mm. I really hope that we never hear of Lady Bracknell ever again after this. Oh no, she comes up
0: again. God damn it! <laughs> yeah, she she comes up again. <clears throat> May I ask you then what you would advise me to do? I need hardly say I would do anything in the world to ensure Gwendolen's happiness. Smooth.
1: Hey, you know I'm doing my best. Not good enough apparently. Alright, alright, Lady. Your best. Your best didn't good enough. I wasn't bred in a fucking handbag. I mean, maybe
0: you were. I don't know what's going on. I would uh, strongly advise you, Mr. Worthing, to try and acquire some relations as soon as possible. And to make a definite effort to produce, at any rate, uh, one parent of either sex before the season is quite over. Well, I don't see how I could possibly manage to do that. I can produce the handbag at any moment, it is in my dressing room at home. I really think that should satisfy you, Lady Bracknell.
1: Me, sir? <laughs> what the fuck is that? Uh, me, sir? That was your typical white guy voice. That was my Bradley who works in accounting. Uh, me, sir? Me, sir?
0: What has it to do with me? Uh, you can hardly imagine that I and Lord Bracknell, were a dream of allowing uh, our only daughter, a girl brought up with the utmost care, to marry into a cloakroom and form an alliance with a parcel. <laughs> Good morning, Mr. <laughs> Worthing. Lady Bracknell sweeps in majestic indignation. <clears throat> Good morning. Algernon from the other room strikes up the wedding march. Da, 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 da. No, Jack wait. looks Shit. perfectly furious and goes to the door. For goodness sake, don't play that ghastly tune, Algy. How idiotic you are.
1: Ah, uh, yes. The Do music you want f- me to tell you about Bunbury? The music stops
0: <laughs> and Algernon enters cheerily.
1: Did it go off alright, oh boy? You don't mean to say that Gwendolyn refused you? Yes. (laughs) He's covered in white powder. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) I found it in the back room. (laughs) I know it is a way that she has. She's always refusing people. I think it is the most ill natured of her.
0: (laughs) Oh, Gwendolyn is right as a (laughs) trivet. As far as she is concerned, we are engaged. Her mother is perfectly unbearable. Never met such a Gorgon. I don't really know what a gorgon is like, but I'm quite sure that Lady Bracknell is one. In any case, she's a monster without being Jesus. a man, which is rather unfair. I beg your pardon, Algie. I suppose I shouldn't talk about your own aunt in the way that that in, in that
1: way before you. My dear boy, I love hearing my relations abused. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with this man? It's, That's the not thing a
1: makes... it's the only thing that makes me put up with them at all. <laughs> It's, it's it's like a mixture of like the craziest human being I can never possibly think of <laughs> relations are simply a tedious pack of people who haven't got the remotest knowledge of how to live nor the smallest instinct about when to die god I love it <laughs> keep going oh that's nonsense it isn't <laughs> I'm reading for you because you're just taking too much time now <laughs> well you know
0: I uh yeah I, are you yeah! <laughs>
1: You're just going to love that.
0: Well, well, I won't argue about the matter. You always want to argue about things.
1: That's exactly what things are originally made for.
0: <laughs> Upon my word, if I had thought that, I'd shoot myself.
1: Oh, a pause. <laughs> yeah, a hard think, pause.
0: You don't think there's any chance of one in becoming like her mother in about 150 years, do you argue?
1: <laughs> why, why that time? That's very long. All women become like their mothers. That is their tragedy. No man does. That's his. Is that clever? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) It is perfectly phrased. Quite as true as any observation in civilized life should be.
0: I am sick to death of cleverness. Everybody is clever nowadays. You can't go anywhere without meeting clever people. That thing has become an absolute public nuisance. I wish to goodness we had a few fools left. Hell
1: yes. (laughs) We have... They're in Bunbury! (laughs) (laughs) Stop! (laughs) This is going to be the running joke. You can't stop this train.
0: (laughs) I should extremely like to meet them.
1: What do they talk about? The fools? Oh! About the clever people, of course. What fools? (laughs) By the way, did you tell Gwendolyn the truth about your being earnest in town and jack in the country? (laughs) Jack in a very (laughs) patronizing manner.
0: My dear fellow, the truth isn't quite the sort of thing one tells in (laughs) a sweet, nice, sweet, refined girl. What extraordinary ideas you have about the way to behave to a woman?
1: The only way to behave to a woman is to make love to her when she's pretty and to someone else if she is plain. Oh, wow. Oh my I, God. I didn't read that all the way through and it all triggered off at once. Good Lord. Oh, that is nonsense. Oh, no. <laughs> it's my bro code. <laughs> what about her brother? What about the uh, pro, profligate Ernest? Oh, Your brother. Uh, before
0: the end of the week, I shall have got rid of him. I'll say he died in Paris of ap- apoplexy. I,
1: we know that disease.
0: <laughs> Lots of people die of apoplexy quite suddenly, don't they?
1: Yes, but it's hereditary, my dear fellow. It's the sort of thing that runs in families. You had better... You had much better say a severe chill. <laughs> God.
0: You are sure a severe chill isn't hereditary or anything of that kind?
1: No, you idiot. <laughs> of course it isn't.
0: Very well, then. My poor brother Ernest is carried off suddenly in Paris by a severe chill. That gets rid of him. Jesus
1: Christ. But I thought you said that Miss Cardew was a little too much interested in your poor brother, Ernest. Won't she feel his loss a good deal?
0: Oh, that is alright. Cecily is not a silly romantic girl. I'm glad to say she has had a, she, she, has got a capital appetite, goes long walks, and pays no attention at all, her, at all to her lessons. Her lessons? I would rather like to see Cecily. <laughs> I will take very good care. You never do. She, she is excessively pretty, and she is only just 18. Ooh.
1: <sighs> <laughs> you almost 30-year-old man? <laughs> Probably. Well, because the- That's the time period, I hate to say. But I know. Have you told Gwendolyn yet that you are an excessively pretty ward who is only just 18? Oh, oh, you have an excessively pretty ward that is only Oh,
0: 18. one doesn't just blurt these things out to people. Cecily and Gwendolyn are perfectly certain to be extremely great friends. I'll bet you anything like that, that half an hour they have met, they'll have they be calling each other sister.
1: Women do only do that when they have been called each other a lot of other things first. Or called each other a lot of other things first. Now my dear boy, if we want to get a good table at Willie's, <laughs> if we want to go to the Shake Shack, <laughs> we really must go and dress. Do you know it is nearly seven? Oh, it is always nearly seven. Oh, don't you question me! <laughs> well, I'm hungry! <laughs> I never knew when you went! <laughs> what shall we do after dinner? Go to a theater? Oh no, I loathe listening. Yes, you do, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> you don't fucking listen ever! <laughs> well, let us go to the club? Oh no, I hate talking. Oh my god. <laughs> what do you want to do? I don't know, what do you want to do? <laughs> well, we might trot around the Empire at 10. Oh no, I can't bear looking at things. It is so silly. To the Empire at ten? Alright. Well, what shall we do? Nothing. It's awfully hard work doing nothing, however, I don't mind hard work when there is no definite object of any kind. (laughs) Enterlade. Miss Fairfax! What do you want? (laughs) (laughs) Enter the thing goes out. (laughs) This sounds a lot like Macho Man Randy Savage. Coming on down to the ring, brother! I don't know that's the I'm
0: just going for abrasive loudness in this (laughs) Yeah
1: Gwendolyn <laughs> Gwendolyn upon my word No 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 that's right he starts it first and then Oh, I, okay, yeah, and okay I get yes. to have my crazy moment. Algie kindly turn your back. I have something very particular to say to Mr Worthing <laughs> 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 Okay, Algie okay, Don't <laughs> 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 Sorry, I shouldn't put my hands over my mouth. That was fun. Really, Gwendolyn? I don't think I can allow this at all. Mr. <laughs>
2: Mr. <laughs> 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 oh, God.
1: Algie, you have always adopted a strictly immoral attitude towards life. You are not quite old enough to do that. Algon retires to the fireplace. Oh, son of a bitch! I'll get you for that and I'll make it look like an accident! <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell! Go! That's you! Go! To the
0: fucking side. Okay.
1: <clears throat>
0: My own darling! <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. Ernest, may we never be married. No, 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 Oh, we may never be married. From the expression on Mama's face, I fear that we never shall, because she's stupid. She's stupid. Stupid, stupid. <laughs> Few parents nowadays pay any regard to what their children say to them. The old-fashioned respect for the young is fast dying out. <laughs> That's why I'm 25, <laughs> and I try to pretend like I'm 18. The uh, Whatever influence I ever had over Mama, I lost at the age of three. She only buys me Starbucks, and she doesn't let me get a macchiato. <clears throat> oh, God. <sighs> okay, here we go. But although she may prevent us from becoming a man and wife, I may marry someone else and marry often. Nothing that she can possibly do to alter my eternal devotion to you. Dear Gwendolyn. Yes, that's my name. <laughs> the story of your own romantic origin. The of your romantic origin. I can't read now. <laughs> But that statement fucked me up real good. Fucking (laughs) tough. As related... don't you condescend me? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) As related to me by Mama with unpleasing comments, has naturally stirred the deeper fibres of my nature. Your Christian name is an irresistible fascination. (laughs) What the fuck? What?
0: This might be the only girl
1: who's ever been like.
0: Oh my God! The name—they're
1: <laughs> all meant to be insane people. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> okay, anyway. Oh God, <laughs> the simplicity of your character makes you exquisitely incomprehensible. Like you're so stupid, but it's very complicated, to me. Your town address at Albany, I have. What is your address in the country? <clears throat> Shit. The
0: Manor House, Walton, Hertfordshire. <laughs> Algernon, who has been carefully listening, smiles to himself and writes the address on his shirt cuff and <laughs> then picks up on the rail. On his
1: shirt cuff? Jesus Christ. Up. Yes! Actually. <laughs> that's like me when I write things on my hand and people are like, stop doing that, you weirdo. Picks then picks up the railway guy. There's, there's a good postal service, I suppose. It may be necessary to do something desperate like, I don't know, mail myself in the mail. That, of course, will be... Well, Jesus... That of course will require serious <clears throat> consideration. I will communicate with you daily. My own one. How long do you remain in town? Till Monday. Good, Algie, you may turn around now. <laughs> okay, so she basically put him in the fucking corner. <laughs> Thank you, I've turned around already. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I wanted you to scream to like- Thank you! Thanks, I turned around already! That's about it. Ha ha! Yes, yup. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you may also ring the bell.
0: <laughs> Jesus. Uh,
1: you this will fucked let me. Fucked you will much. let me
0: see to your carriage, my own darling. Certainly.
1: I'm sorry, I should have said. For I sure. will
0: see Miss Fairfax out. Yes, sir.
1: Yes, sir. <laughs> Everyone's screaming. Lane is deaf. Algernon's insane. You're just simple, I'm pretty sure. And she's like the most like irritatingly like self assured person ever.
0: Alright, so Lane presents several letters on the at Algernon. It is to be surmised that they are bills. As Algernon, after looking up at them, at the envelope, tears them up.
1: A glass of sherry, Lane. Yes, sir! Tomorrow, Lane, I'm going bunburying! Yes, sir! <laughs> <laughs> it's like a name for hunting. I, love I shall <laughs> probably not be back till Monday! <laughs> <laughs>
2: can just screaming at each other. They're
1: deaf oh. as hell. You can put up my dress clothes, my smoking jacket, and all the Bunbury suits. (laughs) And Sherry. Yes, sir! (laughs) I hope tomorrow will be a fine day, Lane. It never is, sir! Jesus Christ. (laughs) Lane, you're a perfect pessimist. I do my best to give satisfaction, sir. Yes. Just (laughs) a little bit. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Just a little. (laughs) Lane goes off. (laughs) Mm -mm. There's a sensible intellectual girl. The only girl I ever cared for in my life. Algernon is laughing imm- 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 immoderately. What on what on earth, what on earth are you so amused at?
1: Oh, I'm just a little anxious about poor Bunbury. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> what the
0: fuck his throat, this man! I'm trying to believe his own lies.
1: <laughs> this oh. is like Shutter Island where they've let him have a run of the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. If you don't take care of your friend Bunbury, will get you into serious scrap one day. A scrape. Someday. <laughs> I love scrapes. <laughs> They're the only thing that i never serious <laughs> Oh that's
0: nonsense. This man he, he is you is never talk insane. about anything but
1: nonsense. <laughs> no one ever does. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what the fuck? Jack looks indignantly at him and leaves the room. Alcon lights a cigarette, reads his shirt cuff and smiles. Act drop
2: Is your home troubled by strange noises? Do objects move about your domiciles, seemingly of their own volition? Do unseen-talking rodentia leave unsightly teeth marks in your butter? Do large, hairy anthropoids stalk your yard? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then don't wait another day. Listen to the Least Haunted Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Least Haunted Podcast, a place where skepticism, science, anthropology, and humor meet to discuss all things haunting, spooky, supernatural, and sometimes just the plain stupid. Join me, your host, Cody Franks, and your co-host, Garth von Annen, that's me, as we journey all around the realms of the paranormal sciences to look with a critical and skeptical eye at various and sundry topics such as witches, talking mongooses, the yeti, superstitions surrounding the Black Death, the great clowning of 2016, and a psychic cold war for the very soul of England. And that's just in the first several episodes. So join us every other week for a fun and hopefully entertaining, informative dive into all manner of spooky and strange occurrences, people, places, and things. The Least Haunted Podcast. Because the only thing that's haunted is you. You. Haunted is a relative term. Scientific knowledge does not acknowledge the existence of ghosts, haunts, spooks, specters, and general phantasma. The producers of Least Haunted are not responsible for any crisis of faith, a demonic possession, spontaneous development of supliferous nipples, or unintelligible writing that bleeds through the plaster of your walls that might develop as a result of listening to this podcast. Offer void in parallel dimensions, alternate realities, and timelines in which you are your own mother, father, grandfather, grandmother, child, niece, nephew, and or any combination of paradoxical, unbranching genealogies thereof. First go! Nice! Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Woof. Damn. Thank you.